Yeah. Nah, mm, I can't be me. Being one of those ones, nah, who doesn't get shit done. Wonder why they never won. Nah, I can't be me. Letting time go to waste, nah, sitting around all day. Never making shit shake, nah, nah, I can't be me. Gotta get it how I got it. Always on go, I ain't about to stop stopping. Welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. This is episode 94. We got a jam-packed episode today. Opening take, Steve Scott is not here yet. So, Josh Martin, what do you got? Uh, I'm a big old idiot. That's my big take. Uh, I think last week I started my big take being the Red Sox are going to be undefeated. Yep. And uh, we definitely see where this is going. Uh, seven. It's top of the fifth. As we're recording right now, and it's seven to one Mets. Man, that couldn't be more painful after losing to the freaking Triple A Baltimore Orioles. I'll tell you that much. So my big take: <laughs> I'm dead wrong, and I'm an idiot. Okay, gotta start somewhere. That's it. Hmm. Hard to follow that follow, take up. But... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, now on the same note though, the like the Sox big take. I I think they should just. I, I, it sounds idiotic, realistically, because it's literally what day game four of the season. Um, but I, I think the Sox should tank. This is a good year to tank if you're going to do it, and just yeah. be like, you know what? Let's just—it's going to be rough to watch, but whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I literally started looking at highlights of uh, um, like prospects that are going to be in the draft <laughs> next year, which just, just tells you where my head is at. Like literally, I think yesterday is when I started doing it. A couple Vanderbilt. Aces probably might go one two in the draft, so I'm all in on that at this point. But yeah. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember his name. Um, that one pit, that, one, that... one lefty and one righty. I want the righty. Yeah, yeah, he's a stud. But, um, yeah, like you said, day four. One of them is like ready too. Like he'd probably like be like one year. Yeah, day four wow. of the season. Red Sox lost two or three to the Orioles. Not great. Got themselves in a cool 7-0 hold to start this game. Um, their pitching is just real, real bad. It's and, so bad. Um, I, don't, I don't know what my take should be here. But I, I don't know if this is a big take. It might be right now, but I still think that they will finish third in the division. How about that? I think that's a pretty big take. Because uh, even... Ahead of the Blue know, Jays and Orioles, I guess? Yeah. If the Orioles... Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would I would hope <laughs> so, but if somebody like the Orioles can crush on us, like, I don't know, man. It is that bad. We would have to score... Like, there's definitely going to be offensive games, but I could see third happening. I, I think that's even, like... That's a big take in itself because the Blue Jays have a better offense than we do. I'm not worried about the offense as much. Like you said, it's the <laughs> fact that our third pitcher is Ryan Weber and he's throwing 85 no, mile an hour down the middle. We have no balance is what I'm saying. Like they, at least the yeah. Orioles, they have a little bit of a pitching arsenal and that's pushing it. Like, and they might be the fourth place team, you know? So like saying the Red Sox are third behind the Rays and Yankees, uh, that's that's even tough. So yeah, I'd say it's a big take. Yeah, there. Well, there you have it then. Big take know. city. It's by the way, Kumar Kumar Rocker. Is, 
Kumar Rocker. The big kid. The kid from Vanderbilt. And then the other guy is Jack Leader. Any Lucky. relation to Al Leader? I don't know. Um, from New Jersey. It's amazing. Is it the same spelling? Uncle. Yeah, Father Al. Yeah, wow. Wow, there you go. And his uh, Mark Leader, too. That's his uncle. Wow. What a family tree. Cool. Big baseball jeans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh. I don't know. What are we getting into today, though? I'm I'm kind of over the sock, man. Like, <laughs> well, we've got a pretty stacked agenda, honestly. There's a lot of shit that's happened. Um, obviously, baseball is back, right? For now, mm-hmm. we get into the, for, the whole Marlin situation, which is fucked. Yep. Um, we have the NBA coming back this week. We have the NHL coming back the beginning of next week. Um, so we can really go wherever you want. You want to stick to baseball for now and talk about uh, any any takeaways from and any any MLB big takes after you know. They should have done a bubble. What? You... <laughs> <laughs> they really should have. And I, you know what? It's gonna it could bite the uh, the players in the ass if they were fighting against the bubble in like the talk. I think they were. Um, no, I, I, and I imagine they were, because it's obviously it's not ideal for players to be like, all right, especially for a full season, it's different than what the right. NHL and NBA is doing. Or it's like, all right, it's basically just playoffs in a few games. But um, but yeah, that, that could really screw them realistically, where it's like that league can just come back and say, hey, we tried to do a bubble, you didn't want to. This was inevitable, which it is just so stupid when you think about the logistics. Like, that, I don't even know. Even with the Marlin shit, like, it's going to happen over and over again. I don't know. I, See, the thing I, that's... Sorry. I'm feeling a little, a little bit down. Dude, about it first. What's so fucked up like about that. the Marlins thing is they had people mm-hmm. test positive on Sunday before the game, and they even had one or two I read that tested positive on Friday, and they played the whole weekend, and then they played on Sunday as well when they had multiple people test positive. That is fucking in- yeah. insane to me. How do you let like how do you let that happen? Like, what was the protocol to even allow, yeah, like, man, right? Like, that makes no sense. They had a team meeting like, Sunday morning. That should be a judgment call. No, it should, you test positive, you're out. It should be <laughs> very black and white. I don't understand how they had a, a players a, or whatever, you know, a team meeting to say, you know what, we're going to play through this. It's not like, it, <laughs> it's not the, it, it's not the flu, it's not like, a few people came down with uh, a bad hamstring that you're playing through. It's the the whole reason that we're in the situation in the first place. You have multiple people, players and coaches test positive, and you just go out and play anyway. That's so fucked up. Yeah, yeah. putting literally other E-Rod. people's lives in general, and even if it isn't, even if it isn't the players, you're putting their families at risk. You right. know, like yeah. and yeah, go ahead with Erod because I, I feel this. I think I feel the same way. What you're about to say. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's a that's like, and I, I obviously it's awful that it's happened, but at the same time, that should be the, a perfect early example to be like, listen, like this isn't just like, oh, whatever, that sucks. So and so is going to be out two weeks. Like Erod is, has developed this heart like condition stemming from yeah. COVID. That's that's my understanding of it. So it's like, literally, he's gonna he probably will be affected by this detrimentally for the rest of his life. So it's like yeah. it's not something that you can just be like, ah, whatever. You might be sick for a month max or something like that and it's it's dangerous just don't see your family it's like no it doesn't even matter that these are like professional athletes everyone uh, can be immunocompromised even dd gregorius i guess has some condition that he um 
he shares. So I think he's pissed because it's like, okay, thanks, thanks, Marlins. I just played a two or three game set against you guys. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's I, if we don't know by now, like the virus reacts basically to everybody differently. Some people are extremely asymptomatic, don't show any signs, don't feel any different, but they still have it. Is, and then you have people like Erod, or you know, obviously it has killed hundreds of thousands of people. It, and to to just say YOLO and play through it, it's not it's not like that. So the Marlins really really fucked up on that one, I think. And just the little only the Marlins too. Oh, like, and then Derek Jeter the fucking just goes, oh, sorry. <laughs> All right, yeah, that works. Yeah. Right. There's, it's ridiculous. Dude. I and I tweeted this out. I personally think that the Marlins should face some type of disciplinary action. Like they, like they need some type of punishment for just playing through the virus. Maybe that sound might sound extreme to some people, but to knowingly play baseball games while you have positive players on your team, like there's a real chance. Like the snowball effect is crazy, right? Like there's no games tonight in Miami. Mm-hmm. There's no games tonight in Philadelphia. There's a very, very good chance there's no games in either of those cities tomorrow night. Mm. And the, the snowball effect this has because they wanted to play through it, and it's not in their it's not in their nature to sit out games during a fucking global pandemic where many would argue they shouldn't even be playing in the first place. I think that deserves some. Manfred won't do anything, but I think that deserves some type of punishment, whether it's a yeah. fine or you know a DACA draft, but like. And again, that might seem extreme to some people, but that is how I feel about it. Yeah, I think they should at least take um, take losses on these games that are having to be, um, I don't even know, I guess canceled. You sure. know what I mean? I wouldn't even, I almost wouldn't even reschedule them at the end of the season because this could just be a total mess. And, and maybe it's unfair to do that, but it's like the next week or so, just give them all losses in terms of um, uh, kind of like not just qualifications, what they're called. Um, what's the word for it when you're like forced to take a loss? I like that. Forfeit. Forfeit. Thank you. That was a <laughs> tough one. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. And I, obviously, too, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, the Marlins would be like, cool, fine, whatever. We'll just tank then. <laughs> like, yeah. They don't even want to be good, but still, I don't know. I agree. They need to do something. Because if this just happens over and over again, it's this is just going to be the worst season ever because it's just going to be constantly like, ah, are we going to suspend the season and it's lucky that like think about it they only played one team imagine if this is three weeks from now where it's like oh here they played the red Sox, and then they also had just seen another team and it's i don't know you know what i mean like like with the rudy gobert thing where it's like right. the jazz were connected to every other nba team within like the past like two and a half weeks because of it's like all right well they played them and then they had played them so it's just crazy how the, the schedule works in that sense but um it's but such yeah, a... no, this is a mess it's such a small world, man. I mean, you just think about Rudy Gobert, right? Rudy Gobert is the reason why there was coronavirus in Westerly. Did you know that? Yeah, because he, he, you know, he's like, not messed up. I shouldn't laugh, but it's like that kid that got a signature, right? I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, oh, I work, shit. I, That's right. I work, I work with uh, one of his parents, so um, it's wild. like, it is crazy. Like, that is, that is such a superstantial, like, circumstance, but... It, it, that's all it takes. And I personally, just seeing 12 people coming out, and it's going to be more, I would assume, even if it's workers for the Marlins 
or they boil it down to, oh, it's uh, this player, but he saw this person, this person. It, it's going to stop the league. I, I have this fear that really it's it's just going to boil down to, well, how much did they clean the Philadelphia locker room? We can't play games there. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. And this has the potential to snowball into the worst possible situation. And I, I don't like it. I don't like it for any any part of the league. And if they were smart, I I personally think that they should stop playing baseball right now. Um, just because it's not like the NBA. Uh, it's, it's, it's not like anything else that we've seen so far. I mean, the only other thing that's up and going right now is the PGA Tour. But again, the PGA Tour in itself is a bubble, right? You're on the same course. Uh, you kind of can monitor where people are staying, who's coming in and out. Um, every other sport has some sort of bubble. Baseball just did it wrong unfortunately yeah and tell you what i mean good segue into kind of talking about potentially um what the nfl does but like what do you guys think of that of what their potential plan would have to be i don't know i don't know how you guys are feeling um in regards to how football would be able to be played they're still talking about how they're gonna have x number of people in the stadiums which is wild to me like Gillette's like, oh, we're gonna fill up fourteen thousand people in the stadium, and that's gonna be our capacity. Yeah, I, it's I insane like to me. They're even yeah, talking yeah. about fans in the seats when they the main priority should be making sure <laughs> players are you know are healthy and have access to all the testing they need and everything that they need. Like these guys need to be tested. And the thing is, you kind of saw it with the Marlins, but. Football player, like football teams, think about a practice. Josh, you should know this better than any of us. You practice in your groups, right? So all it takes is one O-lineman, boom, your entire team's O-lineman are most likely out. Wide receivers, same, you know, defensive backs, same thing. That's – So let me throw that your – both of you guys' way. Um, So the way it's been working for us – until we, you could have like up to 25 in a group in Rhode Island. Um, the way it worked before was you had your individual positions and you couldn't split. You couldn't split into teamwork. You couldn't, uh, whatever coach you had, that coach couldn't go coach other kids. Uh, so like I had a group of 10 and that was my group mm-hmm. of 10 for two weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it made it was tough but it made sense so i had my position players that you know we we tried to like boil it down to well this kid needs this much out of this position coach he's going to go there instead of going to his defensive position and we literally boiled boiled it down like kid to kid basis and you know now that we can do a little bit more team stuff because there's only been like 20 kids at practice you know it's a little different but it, the yeah. same is true. If one kid tests positive, we got to shut down. And football is so close quartered, um, it's impossible. It is literally impossible to stop it from happening. And, you know, they talk about uh, visors and splash guards on face masks. So one thing that shut uh, NFL helmet, NFL high school helmet developer said was that there can be vi- basically bottom level visors that are on the like bottom half of the face mask. Uh, yeah. And you literally wear a giant splash guard underneath your mm. face mask, which That's I, I like the, I like the idea 
because you can also instill the full mouth uh what are those mouth guards mm -hmm. too so that's another extra layer of protection because some of those mouth guards have filters in them so you know it's there's a lot of things that can happen but i just think how football works it's just not gonna work it, it won't work it's literally impossible all it takes is a cut too you could get an infection from a cut you know it's still bodily fluid and it getting into your bloodstream you know, if anybody knows anything about health, like, it's not just, oh, you breathe it in. Some things are, but from my understanding, the coronavirus can affect everything else in your body. So even if it takes a different form and infects you in a different way, uh, then you're still getting infected, you know? Mm. So it's, there's just so much uncertainty and even down to the locker rooms. I know you wanted to know about, uh, you know, the bubbles and stuff, Gilly, but down yeah. to the locker rooms, I'd say, you know, people coming in and out, I, you don't know what cleaners work and what cleaners don't. Let's be a hundred percent honest. I mean, yeah, you can have all the faith in the world in something and it still is only 80th percentile and that still might not be good enough. So I, there's a bunch of different levels that this boils down to. Um, I don't think football can happen. Honestly, and at the high school level, do I wish it does? Do I hope it does? Sure, for the sake of the kids and what they work so hard for in the summer, but I don't think it's right for them to play. You know, I don't I don't think football should happen at all. Baseball's a little different. You know, you can socially distance. It's a little easier. You're already playing what within about a distance. For at least from like the high school and even that's true. Putting putting kids what in general is just football not. In the spring? Well, yeah, that makes a sense, though, right? Out? I mean, we could we could potentially, mm -hmm. yeah, that that is an option that the interscholastic league has st said that you know it will get kicked back to the spring, and baseball might be moved very quickly up to the fall. Um, but yeah, then it takes away kids that play lacrosse, baseball, um, you know, tennis, whatever else is in the spring. Um, I don't know, man. It, it is a it's a shit show, for lack of a better term. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it, it's tough. It, it's just a tough call all the way around. So yeah. that's just my first-hand experience with it, anyway. It's virtually impossible to play football without something happening. It was comical, too. Remember when they, like, announced, I think it was, like, maybe two weeks ago at this point, where it was like, oh, you know what? For Because of COVID, we're not going to do jersey swaps this year. Like, what? <laughs> Like these guys oh, are just like gang tackling each other and just like doing whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, but no jersey swaps. Jersey swaps because if where they, they had draw COVID the before, like the jersey swap would be like, whoa, things are getting a little too, uh, a little too close there. Like, what? That's what a... so insane to me. They think players are just stupid. That's all. <laughs> it's like, dude. <laughs> oh my god. No, I mean the, that's the new thing though. The NFL like player movement, right? Was that this past week? I feel like we haven't recorded since then. When they had their um their own little hashtag, just like was it, um was it we want to play or no? Yeah, that's when they yeah, were we like still negotiating with the NFL about you know preseason games and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like it'll be zero realistically, it does, right? Yeah, that's what the players okay. wanted, and that's what was proposed to them. So that's looking like what is going to happen. Yeah, that was wild. Oh, we what? got our fourth. Yeah, we are, baby. Steve Scott, opening take. What do you got? Opening take, um, 
Make sure not to eat lamb with hot sauce and feta and olives. That's what I ate earlier. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll cross that one off the list. Um, really bad choice tonight. Uh, don't do that. Um, other big take. I don't know if you guys have brought it up yet, but uh, massive take right now. Fuck McPuff. <laughs> oh, you forgot about oh, McPuff. Yeah. Dude, Dude four weeks ago. Dude, yeah, I know that happened. That literally happened like like less than a week ago. That's yeah, that's true. I forgot about McPuff. That fuck. Can you recap that for our listeners who might not have. Yeah. Give a story to us. Please. Okay, so oh, like, no, yeah, already, yeah. Spoiler alert, alert: We are working on an updated logo. Uh, we just wanted something a little bit more clean, a little bit. I don't know. Just we've been around for a while. We felt like a a logo update was due, so. We've been in talks with a couple people, and I was in talk to this one guy, McPuff Digital, or whatever his ad is. I think that's what it is. I don't know, because he blocked me on every account that I have. <laughs> um, and I, he seemed chill at first. I gave him, you know, he was like, I require 20 buck down payment, and then 20 bucks at the finished product, blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, whatever, it's 20 bucks. I don't really care. It's $20. Like, okay, big deal. Yeah. Um he gave, he sent over this logo. It really didn't do anything. It was like something probably I could have actually done myself, and I'm not really that inclined in that field. Uh, oh, easily, yeah. No, I it, it, it was it was yeah. you know cool. SSBT. It was just in big like block letters with like a beach umbrella on one side and like a a. a, a uh, like an outline of the state of Rhode Island on the other side of the letters, like with the the letters kind of overlapping them, right? Right. And then I was like, <laughs> and then his three versions were like slightly different. One right. of them had like the outline of the state, and that was like its own version or like his own. Uh, what did he call it? Revisions. Uh, he called them revisions. revisions. He's like, revisions. so so I asked him to do a couple little things to change it around. I'm like, well, could you? Could you put maybe the logo, the Rhode Island logo behind everything, make it bigger, maybe outline it? And he took all three of those things as a revision each, and it probably took him no more than 22 seconds. And uh, <laughs> so so I didn't, I didn't really like what I saw so far, so I went to his page, and I was like, hey, this one looks pretty cool. Can we do this kind of concept? And he was like, uh, nope, you, you never said anything about that. Uh I've already done your three revisions, and then he blocked the podcast account right away, right there. Just blocked it. Took the $20 and ran. Uh, I didn't really realize he blocked it until the next day where – or it may have been, it might have been later in the day, and then I DM'd him on my personal account. I was like, hey, uh, great business model you got going. You don't like feedback from one of your clients, so you just block them, take their money, and run. And like I said, it's $20. Like, I, I don't care about $20 that much. It's more the principle that he just blocked us out of instinct and just ran away like nothing happened. Immediately, too. It's not like he asked, Instantly. like, you know what, man? Like, I would need another $20 at this point. I've done that, right. which is whatever. That's its own ripoff thing, but at least he would. But it was just, like, immediate, just, like, snap reaction, like, nope, already did it, blocked. Which is insane. It was crazy. And then... Hold on, I can, I can bring up the personal DM that he... Okay, yeah, and then right, here, word for word, this is what I sent him at McPuff Digital for anybody that wants to go... I'm not telling you to harass him. You can just go check out his work. That's fine. Yes, uh, I would never send the, you know, Couch Guy Sports slash Small State Big Takes fan base after a single uh, digital editor or never. something. I would never do something like that. 
I said, thanks for blocking my podcast account. We were just trying to get a nice logo. Take the $20 down payment. I don't care. You threw together a sloppy logo and rejected any criticism. Great business idea. We'll be sure to share our experience. And then later that he didn't answer. So a few hours later, I go, continue to me. You're a real professional. You're a class act. And then he just said K and blocked me. Ollie tongue in cheek, just letting him have it. But it was, yeah, it's true. The fucking guy, and then he, he blocked you. And then uh, Gilly and I attacked him in our own ways. And you know what? The guy deserved every piece of criticism that got possible. The guy's a complete scam artist. He's an internet scammer. And you know what? We don't like that around here at the small state big takes. We'll, we'll never fuck with McPuff again. McPuff, McFucked by McPuff. Shout out to Jake Rootbeer. He he was rocking with the hashtag right off the bat. He knows what McFucked by McPuff means. He's a fucking, <laughs> fucking McFucking fuck. Fuck you, you fucker. <laughs> I'm actually looking at his page right now. Some of the stuff is pretty sick, huh? I said, Like I said, <laughs> I was like... like cool. I mean, he's... I would not recommend any business with him because he's a scummy scumbag. Yeah. But maybe it's just fake. It's all fake. Stuff. I don't know. I, I yeah, saw one concept I like. Right? What could be stolen? Like maybe he's. I don't know. I have to <laughs> assume, but you never know. I feel like anything on on the internet, sort of, he could just be pulling it from someone who's lesser known or not oh, on Twitter. Yeah, and true. Too. And I, you know, I did say, um, I did like show him this logo that was a. I thought it was a pretty cool one. It's like she has the San Antonio. Uh, city line, and I was like, "Can we get something in this concept? Because this is kind of what we're looking for." This is when he he blocked, and he said, "No, you didn't mention any of that, and you had me do three revisions already." Block instant. Like, ah, oh, bro. You know what? We might have. I'm looking at his account from my personal Twitter. And it just sounds like he is uh, spiraling. To be honest with you, I should not laugh. Yeah. Um. Do you see that? No. Yeah, I, I did. I was going to message you guys. It. He tweeted an apology that I'm sorry he's been short with people or not wanting to do certain designs. I recently broke up with my girlfriend of two and a half years. It can be hard to talk to people when my oh, head's not in the right space. And then <laughs> the same day that I'm taking the next week off for my mental health. You need a design for me. Just give me some time. I'm really in a really bad spot. So I, I guess we'll we'll lay off the heat for now. Um, but we, I mean, still, Mick Puff, if you're hearing this, please Venmo Oliver the money back, and then we will go our separate ways. And we don't have to come after you. Damn, I feel bad now. I just like, well, want to I, you know, all, everybody goes through their own things, yeah. and you know, some people choose to make it public, no, like McPuff. Some people don't, like you know. I will say myself, and that's no excuse to treat your customers like dog shit. I'm sorry. You shouldn't steal from people. No, that, that doesn't. Yeah, no, exactly. No, no. You're exactly. a fucking dog. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, I won't. I won't. Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not wishing any ill will upon his mental health. I hope he gets to a better yeah. spot. Maybe uses oh, no. this experience as a, as you know, as something he can learn upon. I'm more than welcome to hearing from him. If he wants to talk, McPuff, hit your boy up. Are you like I you said? You know, send the invite to McPuff to the podcast so he can explain himself. I, I, I don't. It's, it's the principle. It's not the twenty dollars. It's the principle of how you acted. That's all. That's Just didn't yeah. care for it. Yeah. Very unprofessional. And you asked it very politely. I'm looking at the DM, too. Hey, just looking at some more of your work. Do you think we could change it up to this type of style? Yeah. Maybe a city line or a shoreline? And then you just immediately, that's crazy. But, yeah. Hey, hey, I know know how we could make this $20 back. 
we could make some t-shirts that say fuck McPuff on the front, <laughs> but on on the back it says wait a minute, dot dot dot. <laughs> Wishing him the best though. <laughs> with his with his logo on the side. Oh god. Okay, and then thing too. That's what killed me about the whole situation. It's not even like we got the un uh water stamped versions of those logos. We left that interaction with zero usable logos too. Where it's like what? Like that's, that's not how yeah, that should true. work. I understand it's usually twenty dollars and then twenty dollars at the end, but still, you blocked us. We can't even get what we were paying for. That's absurd. Yeah, we got McFuck fucked by McFuck. McPuff. It happens. What are you gonna do? You know, this, we got McFucked. We got McFucked. <laughs> it happens once in a while. We've been do- we've had this podcast for ninety three episodes now, dude. Once in a while, you get McFucked. It's just and, you know, we we do have. I think what is a very promising logo on the way. Oh, yeah. I yeah, really like I, so. I really like what we have going. Maybe I think this week is the week where we get to finally unveil it. I think. I hope so. Shout out I logo designer for being way better. Yes, patient um, too. A little bit of miscommunication on our part as well. I'm not gonna lie, um, but yeah, and that you know we got that reference from Quags for from Couch Guy. He's done a lot of Couch Guy stuff already, so. Just staying in the fam, I guess, and we like like what we see so far, I think. So be on the lookout for that. Anyways, that's the McPuff Chronicles. Cool. And the search of our new logo. Uh, So we did talk, Steve, a little bit about how bad the Red Sox are and that uh, the Marlins are scumbags. Yeah. Um, Automatically becoming the face of COVID. Any you anything you want to (laughs) say? Baseball related. Before we talk about uh, a little bit of football, yeah, I think it's. I think it's. We're living in literally. We're living in bizarre world. Uh, Don Mattingly is like the face of like, like COVID uh, stupidity right now, which is just like. Imagine telling Don Mattingly that like in 1986, he's like fucking like. I don't know what he's playing at the time, like Yankees or something, like. Hey, one day, like 2020, there'll be a global pandemic, and you're like going to be fielding questions in Miami about why the team that you're managing is the fucking team that's going to shut down the MLB. Like it's just a, <laughs> a weird fucking time, and we just accept it. Like it's just so weird, so yeah. fucking weird. But I'm happy baseball's back. That's my big take. I'm so happy for I, now. Yeah, for now. it's not never going to work, but <laughs> whatever. Let's have some fun for the next week or so, and. so there was some you know some nfl news and we did talk briefly about the nfl before steve you got on but uh i guess like the biggest news would be that jamal adams trade is out of the division to the seahawks i don't have the final trade but i think it was jamal adams and a fourth for bradley bradley mcdougall and two firsts two firsts yeah who was bradley mcdougall He's a safety. A young safety. Okay. Who's actually pretty good. He's, like, sneaky interesting. He's a... I th- like, look, it's Jamal like, Adams is one of the best safeties in the league, but he's about to be asking for a mega contract and... Two years G- from now, though. That's the thing, though. Two it's years, like, right? Yeah, because this is his fourth year on his rookie contract. Yes. Yeah, so and then is, they yeah. usually have the fifth-year option, which I'm sure is going to get picked up. Right, but. so the Seahawks get two years from him, right? But the Jets get a pretty solid return for someone that was literally demanding to be traded. Oh, also a third-round pick, too. So two right. firsts and a third-round pick. Bradley McDougald. 
score. Jamal Adams in a 20-22 I mean, fourth. That's a good trade uh, for the, the, the Jets, to be honest. That's where I was going. That's where I was going. They had to do that. Yeah, especially if it's like Jamal Adams totally forced their hand. So it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you kind of usually you get shit on for that. But um, yeah, it's not awful. So are they the tank for Trevor team? The Jets? I mean, yeah. I guess it depends on how you feel about Sam Darnold. <laughs> I mean, you know me. I love Sam Darnold. I but, but, you know, most people <laughs> nowadays could say, oh, let's just go get like a fourth rounder, fifth rounder, sixth rounder for him, whatever you want. And let's let's go get Trevor Lawrence. You got two first round draft picks. You could easily swap those for something higher, you know, and now the Jets are sitting pretty on, on the future, you know? They're still like decent, though. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, they're they're, not, they're 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 probably not like a lower than five win team, right? They're probably still like I don't know five hundred ish. They're gonna remind me of like the that. Raiders from last year. Like they're gonna win some games that they shouldn't, but they're gonna lose some games that they they shouldn't as well. I think mm-hmm. I think they're just that just below average. the The big thing there is that they just don't have a fucking coach. Like I think Adam Gase is one of the worst coaches in the okay. NFL and he's proved it year in and year out. Um, I don't know how many chances that guy's going to get, but <laughs> I, uh, that's my biggest problem with the Jets because I do think Sam Darnold has... Um, I, like, I hate using the word potential, especially for a guy that's going into his third year, but I still do think the potential's there. I think just think he's naturally good, but he's also just really dumb. <laughs> and... Um, he doesn't really have much to work with, uh, weapons-wise. So I don't know. We can get into the uh, AFC East quarterback power rankings real quick if you want. Oh, sure. Did you guys see that? Uh, I I did, I did not. Can you give me the the <laughs> Spark notes? So I, I tweeted at her this week because she was taking mailbag questions uh, from the SSBT account, and yeah. she um, she picked ours. So we were the last question of her. Uh, or her episode. Oh, hell yeah. I didn't get to watch it this past week yet. I forgot. Yeah. So it was, um, it was, uh, rank the AFC East quarterbacks. And I guess, I don't know. I, she kind of went chalk of what we would expect probably. Um, but she went Cam Newton, number one, Josh Allen, number two, Darnold, number three. And then she went, um, with whoever the Dolphins quarterback will be at number four. No, I know, but as in like, she thinks that Patrick could be, um, so she just thought there's too much uncertainty there. I think. But, um, but, yeah, it seemed like she was content with the the one and two at least, and then three or four, depending on who it is, could, could I don't know, flip around. But I think that's pretty accurate, though. Right? Would you agree? I'm going to sling out a big take here. You guys are going to hate me, but I don't care. Um, beginning of the year and end of the year, power ranking quarterbacks will be different. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely believe that Tua is going to pass Josh Allen and Sam Darnold this year. I think two is going to be fucking awesome. I think he's going to be awesome in the long term, but I don't know about year one. Yeah, I, I think he's going to have that. Like he'll probably, I think he'll start probably. I don't know, twelve or thirteen games would be my guess. This is all assuming that the NFL even happens, right? So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I would say twelve or thirteen game, twelve or thirteen starts from Tua and I genuinely believe that he is going to be just an absolute electric factory. I, you know, he's got some decent weapons down there. I, n- nothing too crazy, but Devontae Parker really broke out last year. That'll be good for him. 
Uh, I think they still have Kenny Stills, who I think is one of the more underrated receivers. Uh, arrested. arrested. Oh, that's right, bro. He got fucked bad. Yeah, he was protesting. That's right. He got charged with a felony for that. Felony, uh, yep. Felony. That'll be interesting to see what happens there then. So, yeah, I don't know about him, but yeah. He's on the Texans. Oh, is he? Stills on the Texans? Oh, yeah, they got They traded at the, he was in the Larry Tunsil deal. Yeah. That's right. Duh. My big take is I don't think Tua will be that good. Ever. Yet you've never been high on Tua. I know. And, I just, and it's just his injuries. I, He's I, been I hurt one time. I know. Okay. How is Dwayne Haskins? Not that great. <laughs> wow. Non-biased take no, from Steve from Ohio State guy. No, it's all right. No, well, in the pros, of course, he's not going to be that great. It's not going to be like a fucking stud. I just, I love him, of course. I always will. But Tua, I, I don't know. I, he's like the prototype, though. He's like a, I don't know. That's the thing. He's, he's like everything you want. You know, like a potential like pro prospect. That's what I like about him. Like, oh, injuries yeah. obviously is the biggest question, I guess. And if he can stay healthy, but... injuries. Well, everything else you want. You guys like an ultimate leader, ultimate pro guy. But I just I just don't trust the injury. I, I'm a, I'm a fucking weirdo. You get the pull back and hit. Here's what I'll say, Steve. Like it is a huge, huge jump in rehab possibilities once you hit the NFL. Yeah. Like it is unbelievable what people come back from. I mean, you even look like a guy. You're right. Like Alex Smith, right? And yeah, he might not ever play again, but he's still to this day working. Right. And that dude almost died on the operation table. Right. So, you know, everything that he's gone through up to this point, to see him on Instagram and stuff, like, running around and working with, like, Redskins guys, like, that's nuts, man. Like, just the medicine and, like, what they, you can get in the NFL. I trust Tua a little bit more because of that. I think if, you know, he was out for more, like, even, like, an, an extra year in college and then just blindly went into the draft, I wouldn't like it as much, but... Yeah. I don't know, man. I yeah, trust. I trust. I trust in the in the NFL rehab system. I also, Adrian Peterson was pulling a truck after he tore his ACL like four months in. So uh, I also you know, like. I'll take that. I have a hard time putting the injury card on a guy when he's been injured one time and somewhat it, like it was kind oh, kind of not really though. It's a, he, it's a bad one though. He he got injured multiple times though because he had a, he had a, like a bunch of little small things. Things that kept derailing him. I, mean, yeah, like I feel a, like that, that like... happens with everybody, though. Like, you're playing football. Injuries are always going to be in the back of everybody's mind. I get what you mean. Some people are more fragile than others, but I mean. No, I know. But he had multiple seasons ended early. That's all I mean. Because it was like, I think, for one year one might have been the finger injury. Then he had a high ankle sprain that came back a couple times. And the last thing was the big hip injury, which, I mean, it sounds like he's kind of okay based on, um, like, whatever. Um, I don't even know. You didn't do physicals, right? So it was like the scan, whatever scans, MRI scans they did before the draft. But um, I, I actually, my favorite conspiracy before the draft was that, um, that some teams got like private uh, physicals off the record with Tua. I just think that is like the <laughs> potentially funniest thing to imagine, like them like secretly like having this I don't know doctor smuggle in um, to to see Tua and check him out. I I, I don't know. I, I bet that there's a higher than. Uh, you'd think chance that that actually happened too. I bet. Oh, I have it for sure. But you expected him. <laughs> Wait, real quick. Can anyone name? I- I'm looking at the uh, the Dolphins' depth chart just because I was curious, like what his weapons would look like and shit. 
um, the Dol- uh, Dolphins' backfield. What, what kind of running backs would you guys shout out in terms of who's on their team right now? Oh, Is man. Grant still there? Grant? Jakeem Grant? No. Not, at least not on well, our lads. Kenyon. Oh, Jakeem Grant, he's a receiver, though, isn't he? Or did he change? Jakeem Grant is a receiver, actually, yeah. 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 Um, is it uh, Barnage still there, whatever his name is? Bar- or Ballage. Ballage. He he's, he's there. Did Mitch Moreland just try to bunt? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I gotta turn on the game. Xander just hit a home run, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't fucking know at all. I can't even name like any dolphins right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough, man. Any any others? I would. I would. There are like four. Ballage is like one of them. I guess that would be like top four of the um, depth chart. That's the only one that really comes Probably to four. mind. I think Jordan Howard. Oh, I forgot really? about that. Really, Matt Breida. Oh, Breida. That's really? A great one. I forgot about and then, that trade. Um, or sign uh, Miles Gaskin too, the, the young guy. Who's Miles Gaskin from? He's a young guy. I'm a Washington. big Matt Breda fan, dude. Yeah, I mean dude. that was crazy that Matt Breda got traded. I feel like I don't know. I he forgot quit. about that. That was, that was a good weapon. Cool. That was yeah, dumb. I know. That's bizarre. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Is that, is that a good on NFL talks? Do we have anything else? Oh, uh, did you guys see the. the Twitter beef between Mike Evans and Keenan Allen. Yeah, that was the only other thing on there. And my favorite tweet about the whole wide receivers going at each other thing I saw today was uh, former Hendrickson great Will Blackman tweeted out. It was, it was like, I, it, I think it was like an Undertaker gif or like you, some, something stupid. And he goes, Julio Jones watching everybody else argue on Twitter about <laughs> who the best wide receiver in the NFL is, and he's just over there chilling. <laughs> well, we all – let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. I mean, we all know what Steve's going to pick, who the best wide receiver in football is. Right. And, you know. The Edelman, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that – those four in that – cat. What, what was that? It was an NFL tweet, and it was like DeAndre Hopkins um, – Julio, uh, Mike Evans, Julio, Mike Thomas, and, and Tyree Thomas. Kill. Tyree Kill's up. Oh, Tyree too. Kill was the fourth yeah. one. Yeah, but I, I, I like I like Mike Evans better than Tyree Kill. To be totally honest with you, Mike Evans or Michael Thomas? Michael Evans, Mike Evans. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, Mike Evans gets this this high of a ranking. I'm sorry, I know he's the talent, but how is he? he just he just is he, man. He's he, he, throwing to him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a very efficient receiver, dude. Like he does a like. Everything over average. That's what I'll say. Like, he doesn't... Like, Tyreek Hill, right, is very fast and makes great cuts to create separation, right? Right, right. But he doesn't have all the other tools, like the awareness. Like, he kind of puts himself into bad spots sometimes because he's trying to be fast and flashy. And he can get away with it. He can get away with it, exactly. Where all these other guys, like Thomas and Julio Jones, they have everything. Uh, Mike Evans does everything above average, so it's like, oh, well, Tyreek Hill's super fast. Like, everybody looks at that. You know what I mean? Like, when you do one thing spectacular, you get a lot of clout for that. So I, I think Mike Evans gets bumped down a lot for people because he does everything, like, above a little above average but you get a more complete player that way, I feel like. Fair. So, 
Yeah, Mike Evans is a more complete player than Tyreek for sure. Yeah, that's Tyreek. what I mean, though. Tyreek's great. You know? Tyreek is a star though because of that that speed. Like he's a fucking superstar. Yeah, I mean he but can make the- like and like Josh said, he can make some cuts that are just silly, unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. His his deep route running is just it's unfair with the speed he has. Mm. It's it, it's like impossible sometimes, especially when you have fucking Pat Mahomes chucking it to him. You know something. But at the like just the original question, Josh, I'm going. I'm still going Julio as the best wide receiver in the NFL. Mm. Um, I think I go Hopkins two, Thomas three. I mean, I'm biased. I'm pro- so biased. Pro- probably like I fucking hate Tyreek Hill, but I think he cracks the top five for me this year as well. Yeah. But I think that I think that's my top three in order is Julio Hopkins Thomas, and then what? Uh, probably uh, probably Tyreek Hill after that. I don't know who would be my fifth. I, mean, I even like Chris Godwin. So like I I, I dig for those like receiver types. Uh, I don't know, man. Like it's hard for me. Like I, I put Michael Tom- Mike Thomas in, in the top two. I'm biased because of Julio. So, uh, for me, it's Julio and then uh, Thomas. But for me, like, then it gets down to the nitty-gritty. Like, I honestly like Mike Evans three. I Whoa. just do. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins, just just because it's a little bit of the same as Tyreek Hill. Uh, he's a lot better than Tyreek Hill across the board. But, like, I like Mike Evans. He is a more complete player, whether it be strength, uh, it, you know, a baseline speed, not that great, but can create separation with his footwork and handwork. Um, just the vertical threat, the the catching traffic. Like, I don't know, man. Like, he's a more complete player. So I like Mike Evans, three. And maybe DeAndre, four. Then five, I just, I get, like, washed, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, I really don't like Tyreek Hill all that much. I just see the flash of speed, and it's great. But I, I don't know. I saw him live, and I, I just looked up the stat line because I was like, he. I felt like he dominated, and in the game that it was like regular season in 2018, uh, Chiefs Patriots, he had 142 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Two of that, like one of them at least, he just burns everyone. Deron Harmon is looking at him straight on when he catches the ball, and he just goes sideline and just burns everyone. Yeah, just, I don't know. He he is just such a freak in that regard. And and you're right. Like I don't know. Like even like a Keenan Allen is almost reminds me of Mike Evans, where it's like he does the intangibles and he's like a good fundamental receiver mm-hmm. but uh, i don't know i i hate tyree kill as a person and everything but at the same time i feel like i've been neglecting respecting him for too long yeah i don't know i look way too far into all of that stuff like i love devin funches dude and he drops balls left and right i just i don't know i i see a lot of the other things that people don't take into consideration maybe because i'm a coach <laughs> you know what I mean? I look at all that little yeah. shit, but even when I draft my fantasy football teams, I kind of hate it because it's like, oh shit, I like this guy because he does a lot of things well, but he doesn't catch the ball half the time. Targets, <laughs> you know. So, if you ask me for my top five, I'm trying to think of. So, obviously, I'm going Thomas number one. Number two, I'm going Julio. Three, I go Hopkins. Four. Yeah, I gotta respect Tyreek Hill, even though I don't want to. Before Tyreek Hill, and then five, I wouldn't go Mike Evans, and it's mostly because it, I'm blaming Jameis. I'm gonna blame Jameis. 
That's why. Because you know what? Evans does deserve respect. I was a big Mike Evans fan early in his career. But I just I'm like kinda over him right now. But you know what? We'll see we'll see how he, he looks with Brady. I'm sure he I'm sure Brady will give him new life. But in the meantime, for number five, because it's not going to be Mike Evans, I think I will say – I don't want to say Devontae Adams because he doesn't deserve it really. Um, Another complete guy though, much like Mike Evans. Yeah, he can do it all. Mm. Um, Honestly, I, I know who my five is. Sorry, Steve, not to cut you off. My five is Juju. Juju, yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I but like. He did Juju. nothing last year, though. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I like him a lot. Uh, I don't know. I, I, know. I, I had high hopes for him. And, I like Juju uh, too, but I don't know. He showed uh, what he was as the number one, and it wasn't great. Uh, I just don't think me. he's a number one. I, I I just don't. I'm gonna say, you know, if what? he's not number one, he's top five, though. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, some guys thrive in other positions on the football field. Like I'd say, Julian Edelman's yeah. a top ten receiver, and he's not a number one. You know, he just the way football works. Uh, those guys yeah. that are num- true number ones, you know, those are, you know, the Odell Beckham's, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones type builds. I was going to lead OBJ yeah. at five, honestly. I was. I, that's that's one guy that I think sneaks into mine. OBJ and like, and Amari Cooper had a little fucking. Like he doesn't get much love, even though if you want, I do like Amari if, Cooper. And if you want to piggyback yeah. on some underrated guys, Kenny Galladay, I think, yep. is sure. a top Absolutely. ten receiver. Closing in on top five, honestly, that dude was is a is a freaking stud. Adam Thielen, Stephon Godwin. Diggs, these are all guys that are like in that arguably six, six to ten range. Right? I like Godwin. Godwin kind of came out of nowhere, so I don't know if we can trust it. But, right. Well, that's I why know. I won't say he's one of the best yet, but he did have a very good year last year. Yeah, he did. Like Thielen, I like Thielen too. He's just a little slow. Like he It'll does things right. very Without efficiently. Uh, efficiently, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Do you think uh, with Thielen, at least for like fantasy football wise, does his draft stock go up now that he's like clear cut number one, or is it does I, it get hurt because now he all of a sudden he gets he all the, the attention one. instead of? Yeah, I think it goes down. I think it goes down big time. Yeah. he he's a guy like um, oh, who was I just saying? Um, God, who was I just talking about that isn't a number one? Juju. Yeah, Juju. He, so he's yeah. a guy that you know they're gonna make him be that role. And yeah. it just doesn't fit him. Um, I don't know. I just think if they were put into different offenses, they're a totally different animal, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's different ways to do that, you know, creating mismatches. But teams like the the Steelers are so set in their ways, and Mike Tomlin has done shit one way the whole time. Like you know, you could put Juju Smith-Schuster in the slot, man, and I think he would thrive. I think he oh, would yeah. absolutely thrive, and it. Teams just don't do that anymore. Well, at the end of the day, though, I mean, the Steelers' depth in terms of the receivers, though, is pretty awful, right? Yeah, it you is know, bad, but you could. Like, you still, what, are you gonna, what are you going to do, though? Say you're the Patriots. You're going you're gonna to sacrifice Stephon Gilmore to just cover out routes all game. You know what I mean? Or, like, quick slants over the middle. Don't don't have no reliability on your linebackers. Uh you know, not allowing your safeties to pick up posts uh, coming over the middle. Like, that's why I say you put a guy like that, even if that's where he is best. If he's your best receiver, he doesn't have to be a number one. You just occupy that guy with somebody else. And that's kind of my my feeling about it. Like, uh, 
I wouldn't be putting Juju out. <laughs> I wouldn't be putting him out on Stephon Gilmore. You know, make what make they did. I know, but <laughs> came last season. Remember that? Yeah, you know, I just wouldn't do it. Let make the Patriots change. Make Stephon Gilmore uncomfortable. Make him play in the slot. You know what I mean? So doesn't that feel like ten years ago? By the way, think about that Steelers opening night. I was like, oh my god, Patriots are back. <laughs> Shut out the Steelers. <laughs> It was like, this is it. And then all of a sudden, what was it, week two or week three that we get? Um, Antonio Brown, you have that photo of like him, Josh Gordon, Edelman yeah. um, on the bench with Brady. It's just like, man, this is as good as it gets. That literally feels like years ago now. Oh, yeah. Right. Now Brady's got the best wide receiver core he's ever had. I've got somewhat interesting mm-hmm. breaking-ish baseball news. What's up? Mike Fultonevich just got DFA'd. What? Wow, why? Claim him. Because he sucked. Him. He sucked today. He had DFA. So, like, you guys are in that, on that experiment oh, for this year, right? absolutely, dude. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. how would he not pass waivers, first of all? Someone will claim him. That's what I'm saying. He, There's no way. He's not one of those guys, like, that just goes through He's and he gets fucked out. and put down a triple A. Two years out from being an all-star and being in the top ten of the Cy Young for the NL. He was 13 yeah. and 10 with a 285 ERA over Chris, 183 innings. That's nasty. I don't... Hmm. Chris Cotillo, Red Sox writers better start learning how to spell Fotonewich. <laughs> dude, fuck yeah, dude. Given, dude, that'd be sick. Dude, why not? And you know, you know, the Red Sox are getting their ass kicked here, but the Godleys look great so far. I like Godly a lot. I did too, and I liked the signing a lot. I'm surprised that like he wasn't. They just didn't let him start tonight, even if it was only like three or four innings. Who's pitching right yeah. now? I want more guys off the scrap heap. Uh, Godly has gotten three scoreless, I think, since he came is in. Him? What? Is, him, he's, is he number, he's number sixty eight? Whatever that guy is, that's pitching right now. Uh, are you like behind me or ahead of me or what? I'm in the bottom it, of the it, seventh. I've been watching the game. I just don't know who the fuck's pitching. I've been watching the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been the, the right hander's been godly. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't. I just didn't. I didn't recognize him. Yeah. I don't think any Matt Hall was pitching like yesterday or today. He's or pitching something. tomorrow. I think okay. tomorrow. Yeah. It was Osich earlier who started? Yep. Osich let up a bomb the Conforto, and then uh, Springs, got lit Springs up. <laughs> came in and let up an absolute piss missile to Pete Alonso. <laughs> Who are they? Did you see that? That like almost destroyed a cardboard cutout. Yeah, on their he's the guy that got in the uh, Sam Travis trade. Springs is. Oh. Did he let up the home run to to Dwight Smith or whatever? Whoever that guy, the other guy that hit the home run to. Or uh, Dominic it, Smith. He, uh, Dominic? Yeah, he did. He, he let up both those home runs. Yeah. Not I'm a great sure. debut for the kid. No. Look, he tried it. Wow. Yeah, after yeah. need to score like nine a game to have a chance. Yep, running. and they you know they got all their runs out of the way in the first game. And they're like, nah, we're chilling now. Say what? What do you, what do you guys think about Benintendi? He's got one hit tonight, so it was a bun. He's, uh, not over. I know, but still, <laughs> he's on the board. He's on I the mean, board. the only the person that has looked either. that has looked good at the like consistent all year is my fucking twenty twenty MVP pick, Jackie Bradley Jr. He's looked great since day one. I mean, J- JD had a good game to start, but he even he's been cold. Xander finally hit a home run tonight. He's been a little cold. I nobody really nobody hit the last two games. Everybody hit the first game. Right. 
I, I know it's early and everything, but you can't really afford to go on a on a six game losing streak in a sixty game season, especially to the Orioles and the Mets. And the the Mets are losing their they don't have their top three starters, right? And you're gonna go out and give them seven runs to start the game. It doesn't seem like a good strategy to me. But like I don't know. I would try to score more runs than them, but uh, just just my two cents. <laughs> it's definitely a great plan. Just a few, a few more. Yeah. You know what? You're entitled to your opinion. But <laughs> it I does feel a lot like last year already. It's just like it's the second inning and they're down five to nothing already. I'm like, oh my god, bro! Is this, is it going to be like this all year again? And it really is. I'm changing my. I'm changing over. I have to use the restroom again. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, Martin Perez right, goes right. out there, just gets absolutely schlacked by a double-A ball club. I I cannot stress enough how upset it makes me that we signed Martin Perez, Martin Perez for more money than Rick Porcello got. I that know, just makes dude. no sense. Yeah, Why not no just sense. go with the guy that's already there that you know is a good like, – I'm not – no knock on Perez in terms of, like, a, uh, like a locker room presence, but it's like, all right, Porcello, okay, maybe he's not going to win another Cy Young, but come on, that makes no sense to me. He's at least going to eat you you innings. He wanted to be there, so you know he's going to play at least a little better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, I apologize. Porcello is making a little bit more money with the Mets. More money, but still, not by much. I guess they just wanted another lefty to the 17 that they have already. (laughs) True, because that was before we knew that Sale was gone, right? Yeah. And before we knew Erod was gone. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I think I wanted to bring up at some point was, you know, sale, you know, obviously it's worse than we thought, but if you could take an injured sale right now, would you just take him or would you just want him to take this year off? Yes. Oh, at this no point, just take the year off, bro. Even Erod at this yeah, point, yeah. like, don't even rush, yeah, come, don't even bother rush coming back. Just get healthy, bro. Mm. Even if they started off 3-0 and we're looking to be 4-0 right now, I'd be saying the same thing, like, Sale, you picked the best year of all years to have Tommy John surgery. Nice job, bro. And Erod, <laughs> like, please, please, please do not rush coming back at all. Just get healthy. Do put yourself first. Be be selfish. There's 60 games if the season even finishes. Right. Just get healthy. Focus on 2021. They're going to bring in, a, you know, some pieces. Maybe Hopefully. a... Uh, Maybe a Trevor Bauer. I don't, I don't know. He might have a. That's my sneaky NL Cy Young pick for the for the season, Trevor Bauer. Just because I feel like yeah, he's he's gonna throw, like he's just gonna th- eat a bunch of innings. I think wow. that'll help. Zach Godley's slider is the real deal. I can't tell if that's a slider or a cutter because I don't have the volume on. But yeah, it's looking good tonight. It's gotta be a slider, dude. I mean, I can't see where it's coming out of his. Uh... Off his hand, but that looks like it. That thing is nasty, Wait, well, though. While we're talking socks, though, let's—I I was thinking about this. I almost ran the spot. You guys, I should have should have done it ahead of time. But I was curious if you could make two moves, like two trades. Um, I, I won't count signings because I feel like both these, like a a no doubt, like okay, claim them. Uh, yeah. But two trades to either contend or totally tank this season for the Red Sox. Like, what what two moves would you make? Either way, you can go either way. If you're like, you know what, let's fix the let's fix the rotation and try to repair this, or it's like, you know what, let's fucking tank. Okay. Um, if I 
if I am uh, tanking this year, mm-hmm. I am trading away um, probably an Eovaldi JBJ package for um, a pitching prospect. I don't know where. I don't know who. Casey Mize, okay. Mackenzie Gore. Yeah. Which actually, interesting, <laughs> interesting enough, I was going to say Mackenzie Gore. He is looking awful right now and i is would he? honestly i would honestly take the hit and try to go get well him here's an interesting name why, why well. can't i think of his name the the astros guy that sucked last year that's whitley there's an interesting oh forrest whitley that would be yeah. like oh, yeah. if i don't know maybe they're just like fuck it like we'll take Evaldi, jbj i don't know maybe mm. if to throw in one more piece for whitley that would probably be unrealistic but kind of interesting tank trade option yeah, he's only 22. Um, he's 6'7". Holy crap. <laughs> Holy shit. Let's he's about to be 23, though. If That's I'm doing way. a trade for this year to fix the rotation, um, like Trevor Bauer's name, because I know he's expiring, that I'd be into getting... Who else? My... my. I mean, you're, you're all going to cringe. Okay. Am, do you know what I'm going to say? No. Okay. Um, Get Trevor. I mean, no, 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 no. no, you're all going to cringe, and I just want him back in the AL East, and that's Marcus Stroman. And Ooh, no, I'm with that. Honestly, I don't think it would cost all that much. Maybe this year because of the lack of you know guys in the rotation for the Mets, but I think we could get him within reason. Within reason, and he is just a guy that is hungry to do better even though he sometimes he just sucks like you know just it is what it is i don't know i think he would be a great fit here i would love to have him i think he hates us though i was gonna say i think he does hate us i, I you know i if you go get because him though eckersley, like, eckersley and him have like serious beef right beef. yeah they yeah. do yeah i wish they just work it out but they're very too strong there's two strong personalities that don't seem like they want to bend oh and he hates cora obviously cora's not around but still Mm. Oh yeah, right. Because he got traded for like nothing last year. I remember being pissed about that. Where it's like, damn, that's all the Blue Jays wanted for him, right? Nothing. There's but, a time where Strowman was like an untouchable like guy, right? Nothing. But he also kind of sucked know. for a while, so I don't know. Yeah, he's like Sonny Gray. He, he and Sonny Gray, I feel like had like a similar career arc, sort of. Like they're yeah. not they're not aces, but they're like usable innings eaters, kind of undersized guys, pretty good sliders. Or uh, I think Cutter, I guess, for a Stroman, I think. But it'd be cool guy to have. Or, I mean, is it what's his name? I can't think. The Diamondbacks guy, um, Gallon. <laughs> no, no, no. Archie Bradley. Well, that'd be cool to have. Yeah. He's out of the bullpen now, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, he yeah. is. But that's exactly what I'm saying. They got a bunch of arms in the off season, and they stuck him in the bullpen. You know, that that could be a project where he could be an opener right now maybe go as long as he can and I hate the opener strategy I really do but <laughs> certainly hasn't worked well tonight no <laughs> but I'm just saying you know like that's a guy like I wouldn't mind having that's probably a little bit in the acquired uh, could could acquire section there it's tricky though is he's like their only closing option you know what I mean yeah so I feel like that probably tightens the, uh, the price for him but I, oh. I oh there's a we got a flush on the air <laughs> I got a name I got a name Lock okay. up the bullpen. Your new, your new seventh, eighth, ninth inning guy, whatever you want to do. 
Daniel Bard. Absolutely. Love him. <laughs> hey, he made the roster. That's all that counts, right? And he got his first win the other day. The win? Yeah. I'll take it. He's throwing 99 it. on the paint. I mean, if we're really being honest, let's go get Michael Kopech back and just wait out this year. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll have a Honestly, next year. like, that's actually pretty interesting. What if the White Sox are, like, in content, like, you know, feeling themselves and they're like, you know, we'll give we'll give a Kopech for... Uh, actually, the Red Sox don't really have any pieces they would probably consider giving up for him. Avaldi? Absolutely. They'd probably take For him. Kopech? For it'll, you'd have, no. absolutely have to be somebody else. But you'd have to give him Avaldi Chavis. Avaldi Chavis. Probably Dahlbeck. Dahlbeck, probably even Cassis at that point. I don't yeah. know about As a that. Maybe Dahlbeck, yeah. But, I mean, I might do that. <laughs> I give up a lot to have Kopech back right now. I mean, like, I don't regret the Chris Sale trade for a second because obviously they won a World Series. Right. But. Kopech, oh, I, I think, is going to be a stud. Yeah. I mean, he, I, he love like I love Yon. I love Yon. Yon's hammering right now. Uh, and I am always going to regret that, but... But do you think you win a World Series without Chris Sale? Because I don't. No. No. No, and that's where you get kind of selfish, but... Right. I love Yon, man. Like, I'd do anything. I'd trade this whole fucking team to Yon. <laughs> uh, Yon oh, guy. yeah. Now, yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, even if it took JBJ, Chavis, Dahlbeck, and, like, Erod, I'd probably fucking do it. What? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you put Yon at second. So have... be on a, a 20 and 40 uh, Red Sox <laughs> No, here? but what I'm saying is you build around your infield because your infield now looks like Devers, Bogarts, Moncada. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, I man. I don't know. I would rather trade for like pitching in terms of like those young guys. If we're gonna like deplete the farm at all, I want like I don't know controlled starters. I don't really like I don't know. I wouldn't want to go in all in on Kopech to be honest. I think he's still gonna be interesting slash good, but he's not a sure thing. I think he's a big risk. I don't, I'm honestly down with trading Benintendi too. I'm well, I was, I was gonna ask. I, I know right now like his value is probably super low, but I don't know. This might be the year, right? right. I would trade him. Yeah. Absolutely. Depends on what you can get. It's like one of those things where it's like, all right, hopefully maybe he gets a hot streak and all of a sudden his value's back up to something decent. Not what it was two years ago, but... Honestly, watch it. I, and this is actually kind of weird to me. I think Jackie Bradley has more value than, than Ben Attendee right now. Which is crazy. I agree with you, Josh. I agree which with is you. absolutely crazy. I, I thought I would never see myself saying something like that. because He's going to be crazy, ben, though. No, no. All, all I'm saying is, like, you could theoretically, on yeah, on field, okay, okay. And, and theoretically sign Jackie Bradley to something lower than what you're going to have to, you know, extend Benintendi for and get some value now if you trade him. And honestly, I want Jackie Bradley. If you're if you're trading one of them, I want Jackie Bradley. I don't want Benintendi. I'm with you, Josh. I'm I'm 100. I, I, so, I'm fully in on Jackie Bradley. Benny can go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That kind of switched this year, too, because, again, we're not seeing anything yet. I mean, yeah, it's five games in and COVID happened, but I don't know, man. And he's only 26. I love them both so much. I'm just, I don't, I don't know. know. I'm still hanging on to Benny. 
I th- well, he's I, got, I just want a lot for him if we trade him. That's got all. three years, including this year, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I mean, like, thank God they didn't extend him. I wanted them to extend him, and thank goodness they didn't do something where it's like, oh, four year, sixty million dollar deal. Because I do not think he's worth that right now. And maybe when it's a free agent, he will. But I'm a a JBJ stan. I love JBJ too. Mm. And it's gonna suck when he's not here next year because I really, really don't see it happening. Yeah, he's gone. But yeah, and old JD's gone too, right? Probably, yeah. He's going to be a DH in the National League somewhere. LA. (laughs) I wonder, though. I feel like... I don't know. He's still going to be making a decent amount of money. With the the contracts that were signed... It's the years at this point, though. I guess, but still. What's his deal going to be? Like, two years? 39? After this? Yeah, like for next year. I mean... I fully expect him to opt out, and if he does, I don't see why he wouldn't get a... Basically, just double that, even if it's the same average value, 40, four years for 80 mil. I can really, I really can see that happening. I know, but then you look at, like, I know he's a lesser hitter, um, but at least he plays outfield decently. Um, but he's younger by, like, what, three years, maybe? Uh, but Marcelo Zuna, he's a free agent this past year. He only got one year's 18 million. That, like, blows my mind. Or it's like, I don't know. I know, I but it it's going to be different with, with, uh, with DH. DH, I mean, like you said, Ozuna is actually a very good uh, fielder too, and I'm pretty sure he was a Gold Glove finalist in Miami for a year or two. But I don't know. I think I think that's going to change up that market a little bit, at least enough for him to test it. I guess because you're right. Because then Josh Donaldson got freaking so much money. He, right. I forgot about that. I know what the answer is. It's Monte Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now he has COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> uh, All right, so I don't know. Closing takes, boys. Uh, this was scheduled to be our opening takes, but we went off topic, and I didn't realize it. Closing takes, twenty twenty music. Let's hear. Let's hear a big closing take from everybody regarding the music so far this year. Ooh, it's all right. I like that topic. Uh, Lay it on, music boy. What do you got? All right. Uh, I think this year for music's been awesome. Um, so what's, what's a good take for right now? Um, shout out Pop Smoke. Uh, he had a hell of a year. Guy lived and died and put out two amazing albums, and became a fan. And then he <laughs> he died, and then he was dope. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna say I have a big take right now. How about this? This is a big take for music. Uh, Gunna. His album "Wanna" uh, was okay the first time around, and like I'm saying, like just okay. The deluxe version was a hundred times better. All the tracks were better than any track that he put out in the original version. That's my big. He added point. so many. I, he did. He added like a whole album worth. Yeah. So wow. just, just put out two albums. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Which he basically did because he, yeah, he released it once and released it twice and more. I don't know. I don't understand the deluxe, the whole deluxe shit. Like these guys, like they put out an album, then like two weeks later, it's the, it's the deluxe version with like ten more songs. Like, what do you? What was the uh, point of that? I I actually do think I have a slight idea of that because I think it counts as two album releases, and a lot of these contracts that they have with their labels, or you have to put out X amount of albums before you can get off the label. Okay. Um, like for example, really? 
I'm pretty sure that's what Russ did recently. Like he had his Shake the Snow Globe album. I think it was like towards the end of last year. Maybe it was even the beginning of this year. And then he put out a deluxe version, which was he just added a bunch of singles that he released onto it. And then he he, he is he's independent now. He can do whatever he wants. Is he? Oh. So maybe that has something to do with it for some people. They just want to pump out the albums because, like, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to make it as a you know the quote unquote SoundCloud rapper. You gotta you gotta get your name out there on a major label so they promote your music and shit, and then you get the fan base, and then you can go do your own shit. I guess I don't know. That's one theory. That's my theory, anyways. All right, all right. Someone else, give me a take for music. Okay, I'll follow up with that. Pretty, uh, I mean, my music palette is much smaller than all yours. I think we all know that. Oh yes, John Connor music. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm telling. I'm telling you. <laughs> I the first time kind of similar to what Steve said the first time I listened through the John Connor album it's S, it's called SOS I was like my initial thing I mean like man I've waited for a long long time for him to have an album I'm not sure how good this was but the more I listened to it the just just the better it got over time so I fucking love that album and the logic album his you know no pressure I thought was either going to be the definition of a hit or miss and I thought he knocked it out of the park I did finally get to listen through uh, through it all. I thought it was very, very well done. Um, some absolute bangers. Some you know hints of quote unquote old logic in there. Some uh, produced very well. Loved it, and uh, I yeah I still listen to Russ like every fucking day. Do you see, which which album by Russ? Shake the Snow Globe or the was it Wolf? The Wolf that was my like first one that I yeah uh, yeah right now it's. I'm actually listening to Zoo a lot lately, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. yeah I like that one a lot. But Shake This With All Globe, the deluxe one, has a lot of good singles on it. Like that one with T, uh, Ty Dolla Sign. <laughs> yeah. I can't say Ty Dolla Sign's name anymore without thinking of that scene from uh, Dave. <laughs> no? Nobody watched Dave? I never watched it, no. Oh, no. sick. You, I, thought I didn't it was, finish it yet. But... I thought it was fucking a phenomenal show. Like... <laughs> some context this you know this i forgot the the actor's name but he's he's a comedian he's really funny he's like the the ginger dude in it and he goes oh i just talked with this guy ty dillison (laughs) 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 and 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 little dicky goes you mean ty dolla sign yeah ty dillison (laughs) (laughs) i can't say his name without laughing now so there's there's your backstory that's awesome is logic really done Yes. It's yeah, I think person. so. No, really? Yes, absolutely. No way. I think so. Am I? I'm just out of the loop. So, but why? Like he just is. He's just over it all. He's just done. Kind of well, like for one, he opened up his own label, so he is very much uh, a perfectionist, and when he does something, he wants the best out of it. So I guarantee you, he's flipping over to the business side of things. I think the deal with Twitch that he did multi-million dollar deal um, was to kind of kickstart that, maybe sign a person or just get some extra money out of it before he can do anything. Um, I just think that he loves video games so much that he actually will twitch a lot. And to be kind of like Jay-Z to Rock Nation and how he sees himself as like, you know, 
a clone of like Kanye West half the time, a clone of Kanye and Jay-Z. I think he wants the business aspect of his life right now. And with a kid, like he went through so much shit as a kid. I just think that everything is coming full circle for him. And he just wants to settle down. Did he get remarried? Yes. I did not oh, know that until this oh, moment. I didn't know that either. And he had yeah, Raquel. To Raquel, yeah. And he has a bit, they have a son. That's yep. crazy. Bobby Jr. Nah. <laughs> he talks about him a lot throughout the album, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I listened to it once all the way through without really paying attention while driving. And I, 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 listened to it since. I very much recommend, I, I hope it's on YouTube. I hope he didn't just like live stream it and ditch it. The album release on Twitch was probably the best album release I've ever been a part of. And it put everything into perspective. It was unbelievable. I really hope it's on YouTube. I want. I would love to watch it again, and I, you know, I really highly recommend it. Why? How come, Josh? What was going it on? It was very, like, you felt like you were just with him, like, in his emotions, everything that he was feeling through every part of the song. It's not like he would stop and, like, ruin the song. If anything, if he said something, he would, like, restart the song. But you were just, you just understood the entire album. You know, like, he was talking about Soul Food 2, which is probably one of the best on the album. Um, Soul Food, for some content, uh, is uh, one of the songs on the Under Pressure album. And he was saying, like, you know, it was it was so painful for him to just like go through the motions with soul food one because he wanted it to sound one way and, and couldn't afford the sample that he actually wanted. And, you know, he basically <laughs> nipped and tucked certain things and had like his like side chick at the time, do the vocals and like a violin, a shitty ass violin doing the same, like a kind of a clone of the sample. So right. in Soul Food 2, you hear everything that it was ever supposed to be. And he spent $4 million on that sample. No way. He, he said he's he's going to make probably about $100,000 on the album after he pays off all the samples and, and all that good shit. He wanted this album to be everything that he never could do. And between the Kanye samples that are all throughout. Lupe sample. Um, Lupe sample that blew my fucking mind, bro. Um, everything, all he said. This is just for me, for me to come full circle, for me to have the clarification that I am where I want to be in my life, and for my fans to to recognize that we did it. Like you, you gave me what I needed in my life. You know, um, it was very like heartfelt, and he was crying when when uh. The obedient, uh, whatever that last song is, I totally forgot the name of it. Um, when I, when that song was over, the last song of the album, he was literally crying on the Twitch stream, and he could not contain himself for like ten minutes. And everybody, like you could see everybody, kind of sitting in the living room, like, oh shit, like this is this is happening. And he was just so happy that like everything was done. So, I I'm all I, I believe that he's done through and through because he, he i think he put everything into this this last album yeah wow it's awesome i really recommend watching it if it's anywhere if you can find it is his it's album like, your favorite album this year oh yeah by far i i will stick it in my top five for sure of, your life. of, of all time 
Absolutely. Wow. Just knowing, just knowing, like that's how much was put into it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I loved it, man. I can't complain. I've probably listened to it ten times through already. Never stop listening to it. So. Tell you what, my my big music take is. Um, I I know he's not going to win the Grammy for it um, in terms of like best album. He might win like best new rap artist, I guess. I feel like he'd be considered in this category. Um, I took some time away from this album and then I went back to it, and it's just as good because you know how sometimes you can like fall into a rut of just like listening to the same shit over and over, and you're like, this is so great. But then if you take if you don't listen to it for a while and then you listen again, you're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, it was right. <laughs> yeah, it was not the case. And that's Polo G's The Go album. I really that's my favorite album this year. Juice World took some time for me, and I, I still am listening to a lot of the Juice World album. But I went back to to Polo G, and that album is just so from top to bottom. It almost reminds me of like younger Meek Mill too, in terms of just like I don't know hmm. uh, gutter shit, where it's like talking about coming up and just mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it's motivational, even if I, I didn't come to that type of lifestyle. So I haven't listened I don't know, to it. Top to bottom, it's so good. Yeah, it's oh, really, you got it. Really is it my it. style, or would I waste my time with it? You'd like Oliver. Yeah, it's not it's not like a young thug or future or anything like that. Okay. Where it's like I know that you have a little patience for that, but um, the only yeah. <laughs> the only young thug song that I have on my phone is the one with Gunna. Is that <laughs> hot? Yeah, yeah. that's that a banger. Song. That's a great gym song. That's why I have it on there. Yeah, no, it is. You, no, you should listen to the Apology album if you if we're working out. I, yeah, maybe songs. I will. I mean, I'll download it and listen to it next time. If you want to fucking grind it out and like lift some weights and shit, I, like that's 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 the album. Tell you what, like working, my so. workout today was fucking just unfathomable. I think I what? did between, it had to be between like two hundred and three hundred. I don't know the exact number, but like that's how many different types of that's how many probably total push-ups I did today. Wow, it's disgusting. How you now? Uh, right now, not as bad as I was like an hour like. I can lift my arms above my head now. That's good. I couldn't do that earlier. It was rough, but hey, we're getting there, and this is a banger of an episode. Steve, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Sorry, I was late. Sorry. <laughs> I got one more big take. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, Donda is going to be detox. We won't hear Kanye's Donda album until he's dead. Whoa! Whoa! I forgot he was even supposed to release an album. We haven't even talked to any Kanye, right? No, I just don't think it's... I think he's probably all done as well. He might get featured on on some stuff, but I think Kanye's all done, man. Was the Taylor Swift album good? It was very good. Yeah? Yeah, it was awesome. Cool. Shout out to Rhode Island on there quite a bit. A whole story about the woman that used to live in the Harkness house in Watch Hill. And you know all the all the parties that you, uh, that she that Taylor Swift has and that she had and how they were different and how people outside of Rhode Island suck because they don't understand how Rhode Island works like it's a quiet place. Love to like, hear it. Hey, it's, hey, shout out to Taylor Swift. Well You're done, welcome. shouting out little no. Rudy. You're welcome on the podcast anytime. That's right. <laughs> I feel like she's she's making it. I don't know. She's doing more storytelling now instead yeah. of like about me like I'm Taylor and this is why I'm mad she had that, like that. that little I pop era lot. in there for a while right yeah, yeah. I, I mean I don't know it's cool and, I'll tell you I a good example of that she sounded good with Bon Iver dude that song is fire 
absolute fire. I gotta find out which song it is so I can shout it out the right way. Um, it's like Exist or something, or Exile, or I don't know. Hang on. Do you think she's fully making the transition to like folky music, like John Mayer and shit? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a phase and okay. a, a way, to, a way to tell a certain uh, emotion that she's going through. I would think because that's how Taylor Swift works. Like Reputation was like slap, slap. It just slapped, dude. She was pissed off. Like she was telling her story and how she felt then. This is how she's feeling now. She's kind of alone. You know, like it's quarantine time. Let, let's make some shit up and make it sound good. You know what I mean? Tell you what, um, when I think of reputation, that was when I was helping uh, coach high school girls basketball with my dad. And I was doing the preseason shit. And that album had just come out. And it blew my mind that all these girls just wanted to like blast uh, the Taylor Swift album for, like from start to finish as like a pump up playing basketball. Yep. Or like certain drills, which blew my mind. Like this is your go to, like, yeah, like slapped. I don't know. Like yeah. when my sister was in high school, they played like I guess they they mixed in like Madonna and shit. Where you're like, this is not pump up music, but that was just bizarre to me. It's like start to finish, like that's what they wanted to hear running down the court. Right, uh, and it is Exile, Taylor Swift and Bon Iver. Highly recommend it. It's it's a banger. Well, not a banger, but like it is something that damn, like this sounds good. All right, that's going to wrap it up. We got a fucking banger of an episode this week. We'll be back again next week. Um, see what happens with baseball. See what happens with the NBA. Shout out Jake Ruth here. Oh, yeah. Steve's too distracted rummaging through his fucking one. snack I, cabinet. I gave my shout out. Shout out Jake Ruth here twice, three times in life and in death. Uh, yeah, so be sure to go follow us on all the socials if you haven't so far at Small State Takes, presented by Couch Guy Sports, of course. Uh, thank you, Steve, for being part of the trivia with Connor Ryan. It's kind of, oh, yeah. kind of ish. I don't know if what do you whatever you want to call that victory. You guys won. That's all that matters. Yeah, wins a win. Wins a win. That's right. Wins a win. You know they tried to ban Small State Big Takes. Shout out Couch Guy, but ain't happening. I'll infiltrate every single time. Next time they, they <laughs> next time they don't invite us, I'll just fucking hack in like anonymous. You guys are invited to the next one. I, I know. Oh, okay. We're fully invited, completely. Glad we made the the, the list. Yeah, but you know uh, they ban us, so it's just so I can say that they're they banned us. I, I like I like that. Yeah, I like the underdog banning. You banned us, you suckers. I like that whole thing, actually. Shout out Al if you listen right now. <laughs> yeah, so that's gonna do it. I call. Hey, by the way, I called Al Bruce Banner in the uh, in that <laughs> trivia thing. How'd that go like, over? Uh, he didn't like it. I called him the Hulk, and he didn't understand why. I'm like, because you're Bruce Banner. You banned everybody, and he got really <laughs> didn't like it. And I was like, sorry, Al, <laughs> but not really. Uh... Then I called him Albert, and then he got even more mad. Was it close? I, I didn't Alan. look at the. What was the? Give us a summary of the. The trivia. Uh, trivia went well. Connor and I. Um, uh, Connor was all pumped up for me to know like, um, uh, like baseball award winners, and I literally only knew 2013. Like I knew that McCutcheon and, and Miggy were the AL and NL MVPs, and now goes, all right, the year is 2013. Who are the AL and NL MVPs? I'm like, what? And I just like, just like said it like right off the bat, and. Uh, <laughs> 
I, it made me seem like a fucking genius. And I just, was it the same I was like, format? The only one I knew. Huh? Was it the same format? Same format as the first one, yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, the other thing was, it was on the, for the first half. It was on Skype, and Al refused to, to like move it to like a more uh, serviceable like hangouts. Yeah, like hangouts, Zoom, anything. So the this live stream was getting a lot of hate, and uh, we ended up having to stop the stream, stop the entire thing, and then do like round two on Zoom. Gotta and, uh, gotta know when you, you got. Gotta know how to deal with your criticism, McPuff. We don't, yeah, we McPuff, don't want, dude. we don't want Al McPuff out here. Yeah, you know what? Shout out to Al because I know he's gonna listen to this all the way through. <laughs> Thanks for putting up with us, Al. Just thank you. <laughs> yeah, Al is not McPuff. Al is a uh, Al zone being. So thank you, Al, for the. For all right, nice we're actually done now. It's turned into an hour and a half of us rambling on about a bunch of bullshit. Just your usual small state big takes episode. Nothing you guys haven't heard before. We'll catch you back next week here. Be sure to leave a review, like, follow us on all socials. Do the thing. Just do the things, baby. Peace out. Mm -hmm. Bye.